Buying a house can feel like you're going 200 miles per hour in bumper-to-bumper traffic with a dirty windshield and the sun in your eyes. Ruoff Mortgage has the technology, expert staff, and resources to simplify the process while speeding up the time it takes to get clear to close. So while getting a loan can seem intimidating, Ruoff Mortgage will have you opening the door to your new home fast and stress-free. Visit Ruoff.com to learn more. That's Ruoff.com. This NASCAR season, every member of the Toyota Racing Team is doing their part to take the trophy home. Like 6th grader Melissa Kowalski, who changes true to true X on every true-false quiz she takes. All my teachers are Martin Truex Jr. fans now. Keep up the great work, Melissa. To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live. Here's Denny Hamlin and Kyle Larson. Larson with one final shot off the end of the back straightaway. Larson's going to send it. Larson's in the wall. Larson's on Hamlin's back bumper. Larson rim riding the wall. He's going to look outside. Here they come racing back to the checkered flag. Kyle Larson there. Not enough. Denny Hamlin in the winless streak will end tonight at the Darlington Raceway. Kyle Larson in the fence down in turn number one. He gave it all he could, but Kyle Larson will come up short. And Denny Hamlin is going back to victory lane. Career win number 45. NASCAR Live is brought to you by Whelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry. Trusted to perform since 1952 by Xfinity X5. Internet that's more than just fast. Xfinity, proud premier partner of NASCAR. And by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. Blue Emu is family owned and manufactured here in America. It works fast and you won't stink. From the MRN Studios in Concord, North Carolina, here is your host, Mike Bagley. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of NASCAR Live here on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley and the entire MRN crew here with you in the wake of the Cookout Southern 500, a race that Denny Hamlin scored the win. It took him a while to get there, but he finally got his first win of 2021 at the Darlington Raceway. We're going to chat with Denny's teammate, Martin Truex Jr. He's going to join the show today, as well as Martin's girlfriend, Sherry Pollock. She's going to discuss everything going on with the Martin Truex Jr. Foundation. Matt Colleg is going to join us to tell you how you can get involved in a great cause and also Sam Hunt and John Hunter Nemechek will check in with us as well. But first, let's get a check of headlines across NASCAR Nation with Kyle Rickey. Kyle, what's going on? Mike, there will be little rest this week for eight NASCAR Cup Series teams due to a next-gen Goodyear tire test Tuesday and Wednesday at Daytona International Speedway. This will be the first time that the new car will be on track in the draft. Among those scheduled to test include Ricky Stenhouse Jr. for JTG Doherty Racing, Ross Chastain for Chip Ganassi Racing, Cole Custer for Stuart Haas Racing, William Byron with Hendrick Motorsports, Joey Logano for Team Penske, Chris Busher for Roush Fenway Racing, Austin Dillon for Richard Childress Racing, and Sunday night's Darlington winner Denny Hamlin for Joe Gibbs Racing. The next-gen car has been in development for over two years and was originally scheduled to make its on-track debut this year, but due to last year's shutdowns, 
The car will now debut in February at Daytona. And with the win on Sunday night in Darlington, Denny Hamlin becomes the first driver to move into the round of 12 of the NASCAR Cup Series playoffs. But while Hamlin celebrated, others found struggles in the cookout Southern 500. Kyle Busch, William Byron, and Michael McDowell were all involved in crashes and are all currently outside of the all-important top 12 in the standings. While defending champion Chase Elliott is just four points above the cut line, after he hit the wall late in Sunday's race. Cup Series now moves to race two of the playoffs this Saturday night with the running of the Federated Auto Parts 400 from the three-quarter mile Richmond Raceway in Virginia. MRN will have live coverage beginning at 6 p.m. Eastern time. Mike. Thank you, Kyle. Coming up, we'll sit down with Martin Truex Jr. and later his partner Sherry Pollux will join us as well. Sir. Are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top 9 miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, it did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Denny Hamlin scored the victory over the weekend in the Cookout Southern 500 at Darlington Raceway. But if not for a pit road penalty, we might be talking about his teammate Martin Truex Jr. securing his fourth win of 2021. Our own Kim Kuhn sat down with Martin to discuss how the rest of the playoffs will play out. White flag is flying here at the Phoenix Raceway. The Instacart 500 Truex across the line, headed to turn one for the final time. Final time, and in the corner, he'll look at the inside of B.J. McLeod. Nothing doing there. It's clean and green for Martin Truex Jr. He leads the field off of turn two. Takes the Bass Pro Toyota off of turn two for the final time at the front of the field in Phoenix. It's Martin Truex Jr., the race leader, into turn three all by himself at the point. Here he comes up off of turn number four, checkered flag in the air, and Martin Trex Jr. wins the Instacart 500 at Phoenix Raceway. Do we think that Talladega is still the wild card of the playoffs, or is there another race that's unpredictable? Because I think, you know, in the last handful of years, because, you know, Bristol's a cutoff, and Martinsville's a cutoff, and then you throw the Roval in, is Talladega truly still the wild card? I think you have to have it as the wild card, just because, you know, the whole field could crash. So, I mean, you just, yeah, I mean, you never know there, no matter what the situation, no, no matter when you go there, what time of year, uh, it's always there. But, you know, you, you got to add Bristol, you got to add, you got to add the Roval. You know, those are two places where similar things can happen. And, you know, obviously Martinsville uh, has, has become that, that you know, type of finishing deal as well, um, you know, where it seems like every year there's somebody that, that makes their way into the Final Four and you know, potentially takes somebody out of it. So... Um, yeah, I think, you know, there's, there's potential every week for things to get mixed up. But, you know, obviously, Talladega is always the number one uh, craziness factor. Truex will go to the outside of Newman and bypass him. That's the last car he'll have to pass tonight. On his way to the checkers, the new king of Martinsville is Martin Truex Jr. How about the new Mr. Short Track? Martin Truex Jr. off for final time. Checkered flag is out, and he has just scored his 29th career win it happens here at martinsville you mentioned martinsville what do you think is the key to short tracks like martinsville or bristol where mayhem 
it just feels like you're waiting on it. Like it's just one mistake and then chaos starts. Yeah, I think the biggest thing at those two places is you just, you need to be up front all day. You know, you need to stay out of the middle of the pack and, and um, you know, you gotta have good pit stops and strategy and all those things to keep you up there. But, you know, as, as always, a fast race car takes care of so much and helps you so much to get through these rounds. Um, you know, if you can just stay near the front, it's always safer. And, um, you know, that's obviously the goal of everyone. So it's difficult to do. Overall, do you think that the 10 tracks we visit in the playoffs are a good representation of our season collectively? Or is there maybe one track that you're like, man, I'd really love to see this in the playoff schedule. Why isn't this somewhere we visit? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of, I think the playoffs are a good mix of, you know, all the things that we do throughout the year. You know, so you kind of have to be good at all these, these different, uh, you know, styles of racing. Um, but I think depending on who you ask, you're going to get different tracks. You know, you're like everybody's going to pick their favorite tracks to try to beat the playoffs. And I think uh, at the end of the day, we have a great mix and, and that's what's important. Dominating performance for Martin Truex Jr. Off four, final time. Checkered flag is out. And for the second time in his career, he has scored the win at the Darlington Raceway, picking up the checkered flag in the Goodyear 400. Truex has done it for the third time already in 2021. Hendrick has shown, you know, strength all season long. As we start the playoffs, where do you think JGR is at this point in the season relative to, you know, what's been the dominant team in the garage of Hendrick? And do you feel like you guys are closing in on HMS? You know, it's really hard to judge um, exactly where we are just because, you know, a lot of these tracks throughout the summer have been unique places that, you know, obviously uh, don't really, exactly add up or stack up to the playoff tracks and um, I, obviously they're really strong they're still strong everywhere we go that's I, I, that's not going to go away um, are we as are we right there with them I think we're close I think we've gotten closer I think we've gotten better um, you know Michigan I think was a big test for us and unfortunately we had damage early in the race that we had to come back from and our car was really never the same I felt like we were going to have something capable of winning there which would have been a big deal for us at a two mile track um, so I think we've definitely gotten better especially the 550 stuff and, and hopefully that's the case because Kansas and Talladega or Kansas and Texas uh, in the same round there late in the playoffs is a big is a big deal um, so to answer your question I guess I don't really know exactly I think we're close I think we have what it takes to go win races and that's what's important am I right that deer hunting season starts like mid playoffs is that correct uh, yeah, kind of. I mean, like, pretty much the first, you know, weekend of October is kind of when it, okay. it's kind of start, it's kind of coming in everywhere, which some places it's already starting now, but it just depends on the location. But, you know, for me, yeah, usually the first weekend of October, um, or the last weekend of September in there is kind of when I, when I start getting out. I was going to say, do you kind of prioritize that and it, does it help you take a mental break from all the pressure of the playoffs? Uh, it definitely helps, you know, but I think I do things like that throughout the year just to help keep me, you know, keep me sane and not too spun out about things, you know. Um, I've done I've done a ton of fishing this summer. I've spent a lot of time on the water, and that's been good. You know, and I think it's it's always good to have something to go, you know, clear your mind and, and reset, especially after a bad week. You know, you go through your meetings on Monday, and it's like it's all doom and gloom, you know, and you got to switch it. you got to switch the 
you know, the focus to next week and how you how you turn it around. So um, I, that's that's always been something I've leaned on is just, you know, the, my love of the outdoors and getting to do something uh, that I'm really passionate about uh, outside of racing. So uh, I think it's very helpful it's, and I lean on it a lot. Thank you, Kim. Coming up next, Sherry Pollux will join us to discuss this year's Honor a Hero program. And later we preview this weekend's races at Richmond Raceway. NASCAR season is here, and everyone on the Toyota racing team is doing their part to perform at the highest level. From driver Ty Gibbs to amateur musician Russell Viper, who's working on the perfect pre-race pump-up track for the team. Start those Camrys up! Yeah! To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. The Martin Truex Jr. Foundation continues to do fantastic work with cancer survivors, those battling cancer, and anyone impacted by that horrible disease. The foundation is letting you get involved by honoring a cancer hero at an upcoming race. Our Woody Kane sat down with Sherry Pollux to find out more. Sherry Pollux is with us as the Martin Truex Jr. Foundation's co-founder and others get set to do the same program we talked about one year ago. It's the Honor a Cancer Hero program. Sherry, first, welcome back to the program. And a year ago when we talked about this, it was sort of a shift from what you guys had already planned to do at the Martin Truex Jr. Foundation. And now it was so successful, I guess you brought it back. Yeah, you know, well, I mean, 2020 obviously created a lot of challenges for nonprofits because of COVID. So we kind of had to pivot all of our initiatives that year. We weren't able to do catwalk, which was, you know, a, a huge blow to our foundation because it raises so much money. So um, the girls at the office, Lisa and Jill, do a great job for the Martin Tricks Jr. Foundation. And they got together with the NASCAR Foundation and came up with this idea of having this honor a cancer hero program, um, you know, where, where fans could come in and buy the names above the cars. So last year was the first year we did it and we were shocked at how many people ended up bidding on cars. It was incredible. We ended up um, doing a little over $90,000, which is just insane. So we, um, we got together again and just said, hey, you know, this is a great program. We're gonna have to bring this back. And Advent Health came on as a sponsor. And so that's great. And they're sponsoring the program this year. And we're just super, super, super excited to get it going again. You mentioned a moment yeah. ago, your personal battle with cancer. So update folks on where things stand with you right now, because uh, I think it's been a while since we've heard. And I guess this is a situation where no news is good news. Yeah, some, well, sometimes, sometimes I keep the news to myself because I think it um, can be really distracting for Martin um, in the middle of the season when things are going on with my health. So um, also, you know, my health is, is I'm always sort of, I hate to say I'm always battling cancer because I don't like that word. I don't look at it like a battle. I look at it like I have a chronic illness. I need to learn how to live with it. I have recurrent ovarian cancer. And so we know that I'm going to battle it the, the, the rest of my life. Um, and so I, um, I'm doing okay right now. I, I just finished chemo like two weeks ago. I mean, two months ago. So I, I haven't been off of it very long. Um, my blood work came back a little wonky last month. So we're doing some testing right now to just kind of see what's going on. Um, I had a scan on Friday. So I'm just praying that um, the results come back good. I'm, I've got to wait five to 10 days, which is, which is really tough to do. Um, so I'm just waiting on those results and just taking good care of myself and 
you know, I haven't been, the fans always go on my social media and ask why I'm not traveling as much anymore. And obviously it's just because my health, my health comes first, you know, I need to take care of myself. So, um, just living the least stressful lifestyle that I can live and taking good care of myself and eating healthy and doing all my integrative stuff and still being involved in the foundation and having a life outside of cancer is super important to me. So, um, I'm feeling good. So that's the good news. I'm feeling really good, but we'll see what the scan says and then we'll kind of go from there. Sherry, before we wrap up, give the folks the particulars again on how they can get involved if they'd like to perhaps see their number above a driver's door at one of the upcoming races at Kansas and Martinsville. Yes, they can go to nascarfoundation.org backslash cancer hero to bid um, to buy the name above 100 different driver's doors. So, um, yeah, it's, it's always fun to watch the bids as they happen. Um, and as it winds down, you know, towards the end of that bidding period, because um, people start to go crazy and it, and, it, and it gets a little out of control. And, and I know last year I was bidding on Martin's car, obviously, because <laughs> I wanted to have I wanted to have some friends of mine's name on there. Um, and then somebody ended up, uh, my brother-in-law ended up buying my, you know, his, he works for a truck and he ended up um, buying his truck and putting my name on it, which was, I cried so hard when I found out that somebody even thought to put my name on a car. So. I think for anybody that has a family member or somebody, everyone's touched by cancer. We all have somebody in our life that has been through it or we know of a caretaker or a medical provider or a nurse that's, you know, gone above and beyond in their, in their um, medical field to make sure that cancer patients are taken care of. So everybody knows somebody that wants to be on a car. And um, so I think you're going to see just bids flying everywhere, which I love because it's all going to a good cause. We split the proceeds with the NASCAR Foundation. Um, and it's just, it's a really unique program and I'm, I'm just so honored to be a part of it. It's fantastic, absolutely. And bigger and better than ever before. And I think this one's got more of a future than just this year as well, doesn't it? After the success of last year. For sure, yeah. It's kind of like Catwalk. We started really small, like with 50 people, we raised $7,000. And then, you know, in 2019, we had 650 people and we raised $650,000. So <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's one of those kind of programs. Like it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And that's how the, the Honor Cancer Hero program is going to be for us. Every year it's going to get bigger and better. And I love that. Absolutely. That's fantastic. It makes it all worthwhile. Sherry, thanks yeah. for your time and good luck. Yeah. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you, Woody. Coming up, we'll preview this weekend's race at Richmond. And later, Matt Collig, owner of Collig Racing, will join us. Wheelan would like to congratulate Denny Hamlin and his number 11 Joe Gibbs Racing Pit Crew for the win at Darlington Raceway. They are the Wheelan Pit Crew of the Week. Following a year of close calls and near misses, Hamlin was happy to finally take his team to victory lane. It certainly is significant. I, I'm not going to downplay the significance of it. It's not just another win. You know, this, one, this one's big for us and our team and the momentum. Um, you know, we were, didn't have the playoff points that certainly we wish we had. Uh, going into these playoffs, you know, there was no room for error. And uh, you know, now to punch our ticket to the next round, we get to go out there and focus on you know, getting through that second round, which I think is probably the most dangerous. Wheelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, trusted to perform since 1952. Now, back to your host, Mike Bagley. We continue on this week's NASCAR Live. The Southern 500 certainly took its toll on a number of playoff contenders Sunday night. And now drivers like Kyle Busch and this spring's Richmond winner Alex Bowman find themselves on the outside looking in. Let's preview this weekend's race at Richmond Raceway with our very own Kurt Becker. 
The 2021 NASCAR Cup Series playoffs round of 16 continues this weekend as the NASCAR haulers make their way up I-95 from Darlington, South Carolina to Richmond, Virginia. After being shut out during the regular season, Denny Hamlin finally found his way to victory lane on Sunday night in Darlington, winning his third Southern 500. Hamlin now hopes to carry that momentum to Richmond, where he's had success before. It's good. We've been very good on the short tracks this year. That's something that we really put a lot of emphasis on at Joe Gibbs Racing is to get better on the shorter racetracks simply because that's where the you know we got our tails kicked in the final four last year. You know, we didn't, you know, by all metrics we were beat before we got to the final four race in, in Phoenix. We did not as a team, Joe Gibbs Racing, we were not at the top of our game on the short tracks last year. And so we put a lot of emphasis on getting better there on the short tracks. And then this year we dominated you know, Richmond and Martinsville. And so uh, I think that uh, we go there thinking we can win and, and hopefully stack up some points and move on. Alex Bowman currently sitting below the playoff cut line for the round of 12 in 13th place. No success at Richmond, having won there earlier this season. Winning Richmond was really special. Uh, you know, it's a place that we had been horrendous at for a long time. And we put a lot of work into trying to improve that program. and. Um, took a couple races to make it happen and, and it really paid off there. So that that was cool to me, um, especially to beat Denny there. He's super good short track racer, obviously really good at Richmond. Bowman's Hendrick Motorsports teammate William Byron, who failed to complete all 500 miles at Darlington, is also fighting for his playoff life, sitting in 15th place. Byron expects much of the same that we've seen in the past when the Cup Series has visited Richmond. Yeah, I, I think, um... I think Richmond's going to be a pretty straightforward uh, race. I think that everyone's used to that racetrack and, um, you know, different. there's different players each time we go there. Um, I feel like Denny Hamlin and, and some of those guys that are really good on short tracks are, are going to be fast there. Ryan Blaney's two-race winning streak was snapped on Sunday, but he can look forward to returning to Richmond after posting the best Richmond finish of his career earlier this spring. Richmond is somewhere we've made we made a lot of gains too earlier this year. We we ran really good, uh, finished eleventh, best I've ever finished there, and got some stage points. And uh, but yeah, just uh, you know a pretty cool round for sure. Um, looking forward to that though. It, it'd be a good race in the first round. You just hope to have clean days and hopefully contend for wins and get your stage points. And uh, that's the goal. Brad Keselowski, a top ten finisher at Darlington, will also be looking forward to Saturday night's challenge. A Richmond Raceway is one of my favorite racetracks on the circuit. So challenging, it, it demands uh, the driver be smooth, manage the car, manage the tires, uh, and if not, you'll pay a huge penalty. So, I really like the challenge. Turn one at Richmond is probably one of the toughest tracks in all of NASCAR. Super easy to overdrive it. Super easy to underdrive it have to just get that rhythm right. Michael McDowell finds himself at the bottom of the playoff standings after only racing 30 laps on Sunday. McDowell admits that winning at Richmond may not be a realistic possibility. You know, you're pretty limited at what you can do. You know, the runs are long. Um, but Richmond opens up some opportunities with, you know, either staying out you know, on tires or short pitting and getting new tires and hoping the caution doesn't fall. There's a lot of things that still have to play out. Um, so yeah, we're we're definitely looking at all those things, and but you know for us, it, it's more about just getting the best result we can. You know, like you said, I'm not downplaying um, or upplaying anything. Realistically, we cannot win at those racetracks. If you said Talladega, if you said Charlotte Roval, there's a lot of tracks that I could say, yeah, we could go there and win. Um, Bristol, Richmond are really tough racetracks for us to do that. 
But what we can do is we can go run top 10, top 15 if we hit everything just right. And if we do that, it gives us a fighting chance. Motor Racing Network will have full coverage of Saturday evening's Federated Auto Parts 400 salute to first responders beginning at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Thank you, Kurt. MRN will have live coverage of the Federated Auto Parts 400 salute to first responders Saturday night beginning at 6 p.m. Eastern. Coming up, Matt Colling will join us. And later, Sam Hunt and John Hunter Nemechek will stop by. NASCAR Live is brought to you by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. Blue Emu is family-owned and manufactured here in America. It works fast, and you won't stink. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Colleague Racing has brought new blood and great success to the NASCAR Xfinity Series over the past few years. Team owner Matt Colleague sat down with our Woody Kane to chat about that success and how the team is partnering with the NASCAR Foundation for a fantastic cause. Matt Collig owns Collig Racing. They have three cars solidly in the top 10 in the Xfinity Series as we blast toward the playoffs. One of those cars in contention for the regular season championship as well. And next year, they will go racing on the cup side with a two-car effort. Matt, welcome to the program. And boy, I got to think right now, we're, we're going to talk about the speedy, uh, the speedy Bears in just a moment. But I imagine right now with everything that's going on, you're, uh, you're about like James Brown, the busiest guy in show business, right? Well, it has been a busy month. I mean, it's been, it's been crazy. I mean, three weeks ago, uh, you know, we won the Brickyard, uh, our first cup race, uh, which was super exciting. So we're actually still on a, on a high or a buzz, of, you know, about that whole thing. And then in the meantime, also AJ wins Michigan. And then, uh, you know, and then Justin Haley turns around and wins Daytona again. And so it's just been uh, it's just been a really fun, awesome three weeks. Uh, you know, even in the meantime, AJ Allmendinger took the points lead in the Xfinity Series. So first time ever in the history of college racing that we've had a points lead. You're certainly not an overnight success, as as fans of the sport know. It took a while to get from point A to point B. But I'm curious if 10 years ago somebody would have told you exactly what you just said was going to be happening. Would you have thought they were crazy? Uh, would have thought they were definitely crazy. Uh, you know, sometimes, sometimes though, uh, in organizations or in businesses, I have a bunch of businesses, but, and, you know, and of course, colleague racing, uh, is one of those where you just, sometimes you just don't know how good you are until you start competing. And, uh, you know, all the men and women, you know, especially Chris Rice, uh, who runs our race team, uh, has just been an, an amazing individual or guy that that is really just run our race team you've got you've got two sides of nascar you've got the competition side which is on the racetrack and 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 running and then you've got the business side which is uh which is like a separate side of nascar so i'm really proud of chris rice and all the men and women at college racing for for really doing a great job uh with both of those things they're obviously running races winning races uh on the racetrack but uh but also doing a really good job of of recruiting um getting the engineering you know that you that you need to be able to go fast i want to get back to some more racing in just a moment but first i want to talk about even as all the folks at college racing are smiling you're going to try and help some kids who are in the hospital with some smiles coming up on thursday september 9th with uh, the help of the nascar foundation tell us what you guys are doing because it's a, a creative partnership that should get a lot of support well we have a, 
you know, we're very philanthropic. So we have a, a you know, we have what we call college giving, which is our philanthropic arm. It's uh, the college charitable giving programs uh, here in Northeast Ohio. So we, we've supported over 100 nonprofits, uh, you know, to date here in Northeast Ohio. We focused mostly on children and their direct families. So with the growth of our NASCAR team and our partnership with the NASCAR Foundation is just an, a, a natural fit. So we're really getting more involved. Uh, with them. It's very special uh, to us to continue our growth and relationship with NASCAR and the foundation on and off the the track. So, um, you know, it just helps impact kids and uh, our communities all over the country. So we're joining together with the foundation's uh, fifth annual Speedy Bear Brigade, uh, you know, which is scheduled to take place uh, in NASCAR race markets uh, all across the country on, uh, like you said, Thursday, September 9th in celebration of National Teddy Bear Day. So you know how, you know, it's National Teddy Bear Day. <laughs> right. So, which is awesome. So the NASCAR Foundation has done this now for five years. And so we're really getting behind it and, uh, and helping them. Now, uh, my understanding is that if folks want to participate or help out, you're going to match them, right? Tell me how that works. Yes. Yeah, so we're, you know, well, first of all, the Speedy Bear Brigade, it began in 2017. It's a national initiative. And so... Even for the foundation, it's grown from 14 locations to now we have 50 hospital locations coast to coast. Uh, it's, I know we have, now we have 5,700 speedy bears uh, delivered to children uh, in these hospitals who require, you know, a comforting teddy bear, um, you know, to ease their stress and, uh, and their hospital stays. So uh, new this year, uh, the, the kids in select markets will receive a house so it's, it's actually a box, you know, and they can decorate it and color it. And it's actually, it's really cool. Um, there's activity books. So what they're getting in there, and I've seen the boxes that we're giving away, or the houses that we're giving away, the houses, the boxes, yeah. uh, that, uh, that they could color. There's a coloring book, like an eight-page coloring book with race cars, NASCARs that the kids could color. There's color, there's, uh, there's crayons. Uh, we have, and, and a lot of them is uh, is Justin Haley's car, the number eleven uh, leaf filter car. You know it's fast. Cars that is awesome. So, you know, we're really excited, and um, you know, again, it's it's National Teddy Bear Day, so we're giving teddy bears out to these kids. So, join in, in with Collie Giving and the NASCAR Foundation. Uh, I will be uh, at one of the hospitals here in Akron, Akron Children's Hospital. And then we also have our, our NASCAR Xfinity uh, Series drivers, A.J. Umendinger, Jeff Burton, Justin Haley. They're going to do special presentations at locations in uh, Charlotte, Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, one of them will be in Richmond, Virginia, and then Winston-Salem, North Carolina. So um, just spreading the, uh, spreading the love, uh, growing NASCAR and the NASCAR Foundation. They do so many great things for kids. And so we're just excited about the Speedy Bear Brigade program that's, uh, that's happening on, uh, on the 9th, September. Now, how can folks get involved if they want to help? Well, you know, even calling out to all NASCAR fans, uh, you know, for the Speedy Bear Brigade, it's $25 for, for a bear. So a $25 donation to the NASCAR Foundation uh, will get you a bear, and you could send a special message, a get well message uh, to a kid in the hospital. So it's a really good thing. You know, I say this, we're really involved with the Cleveland Indians and, and Major League Baseball and their foundations. But, uh, you know, for NASCAR fans, if you're a NASCAR fan and you watch on television or go to the races, 
uh, watch your favorite drivers, watch the sport, and it does so much, then uh, you need to give back. You need to give back to the NASCAR Foundation. It's 25 bucks uh, to, to, uh, to make a donation, uh, and it really helps a kid. You can imagine being a kid that's either sick uh, or broke their leg and they're in the hospital and they receive a teddy bear from you uh, with a special message. I mean, it really means the world to them. So uh, that's how they can get involved. We at College Giving will give, we're going to match up to $25,000, all contributions that NASCAR fans give to the foundation. So again, it's National Teddy Bear Day. (laughs) Uh, So give a speedy bear uh, to a kid in need. It's a really, you know, it, it lifts your spirit. It warms your heart. Uh, and that's how you can get back. Well, it's uh, not many things better uh, than, than putting a smile on a kid's face. That's for sure. Thank you, Woody. Coming up, John hunter Nemechek and Sam Hunt will chat about their new partnership. And later we preview this weekend's special pre-race show on the 20th anniversary of 9-11. Today's broadcast is brought to you by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Winding our way to completion on this week's NASCAR Live, John Hunter Nemechek has had a career resurgence this year in the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series. He's also running a doubleheader next week at Bristol in the trucks and the NASCAR Xfinity Series. John Hunter and team owner Sam Hunt chatted with our Kyle Ricky to discuss how this partnership came to be. Able to catch up with John Hunter Nemechek, and in a few moments with his owner this weekend, Sam Hunt, in the NASCAR Xfinity Series as we prepare to go racing at the Richmond Raceway this weekend to go bowling 250. And uh, John Hunter, you, you've had a couple of great weeks here in the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series. You have a weekend off before Bristol, and you're going short track racing this weekend with Sam Hunt, Sam Hunt Racing. How excited are you to, to get back in the, in the seat and what will be your second start with his team? Yeah, I am uh, super excited to get back into Sam Hunt Toyota Super this weekend. Uh, we have some great partners on board, uh, Acme Safeway East, uh, with some other great partners as well. And um, it's another chance coming off of Dover. Um, we had a really good run going to Dover. Ended up having a mechanical failure there that uh, ended our day early, um, but overall a really solid run. So. I'm excited to see what full potential um, Sam and his team has for this weekend going to Richmond, uh, one of my favorite racetracks to go to. Uh, so hopefully we can have a good run. How did the connection occur between you and, and, and Sam, and how did this partnership come together? Yeah, it, it really started last year. Um, Sam and I have always kind of known of each other, known each other a little bit. Um, and I feel like we've kind of had a little bit of a friendship before this whole deal came about. but. Sam being a new owner, um, he, he felt like um, he wanted, I guess, someone to help validate his program and, and uh, see what his equipment and cars were capable of. Um, the drivers that he's had in there have all been really rookies to uh, the NASCAR world in the NASCAR Xfinity Series and, and whatnot. So um, for myself, it was coming in to, for myself to be in a seat uh, we, we had some partners that we had to run some races with, and uh, Sam was a great fit for that. Uh, since the NASCAR King World Truck Series don't go to all the racetracks uh, that the Xfinity Series or Cup Series does. So um, it, it was a perfect opportunity for our two paths to align. 
uh, one with our sponsorship and two to, to help Sam kind of grow his team and, and try and make it better for the future. Sam, uh, you got to be excited about going to Richmond this weekend uh, with John Hunter again, the second time that uh, you guys have been able to work together this season. Obviously, uh, extremely excited. You know, Dover um, was a great weekend for for us. And I know for me, it left, you know, a little bit of a sting with, you know, the, the track bar issue we had late in the race. But, um, you know, John Hunter's someone I've, I've kind of always looked up to as a race car driver. You know, obviously his, uh, his performance speaks for himself, um, but he's a great guy too. So um, Richmond being kind of my hometown, you know, I went to Virginia Commonwealth University, downtown Richmond, um, you know, went to high school outside of Richmond. So it's very much a, a homecoming weekend for me um, and to be able to do that and also have, you know, John Hunter in the race car um, is just really cool. You know, we're, we're working really hard to, um, you know, put our best effort forward for this weekend. Um, and like John Hunter said, you know, we've we've had all rookies in the race, you know, in the race car this year. So um, while that's been really cool and we've, you know, been able to work with a lot of different drivers, you know, with with different backgrounds, it's it's great to have John Hunter in the car because he can really you know, let us know where we're at as a team. Um, you know, we can get feedback that we don't really get on a week to week basis. So um, it's it's just exciting, you know, on all fronts. And um, it just makes us a lot better. And, you know, we're obviously in a growth point of our company and business. I think we're headed in a really good direction. Um, and like I tell John Hunter every time, you know, or, or, you know, at Dover and again this weekend, he helps us as much as, you know, we can help him. So. Um, I'm, I'm really excited about it. I think it'll be uh, a really good weekend for us. Your first full season as an owner in this series, you dipped your toe into it a couple of years ago with, I believe, one start, a handful of starts last year. We see you every week now. What have some of the, the challenges been uh, as a new owner jumping into to NASCAR's number two series full-time for you and obviously, you know, overcoming them? Yeah. You're starting to get I gray think... hair. Can't you see that? <laughs> I still have some, but it's it's leaving at a alarming rate. Um, you know, I, I think one of the the toughest, but you know, best parts of, of my path as an owner is it started with you know one car and a couple tools um, that you know I got from the late JD Gibbs uh, when I finished college and you know had this pipe dream of starting my own race team. Um, and, you know, it's just been such a, you know, brick by brick process. You know, we started with a cane in car and a couple tools, you know, a driver. And it was, you go run a race, you come back, you buy some equipment, you go run another race, you come back. So it's been a very slow um, but rewarding process. There was never really a huge influx of capital or cash. It's just been, you know, time and effort that's built it. Um, and then on the Xfinity side, you know, the year I decided to dive in, uh, COVID struck. So um, last year was probably the worst year to dive in. Um, but at the same time, it taught me so much on the on the budgeting side and, and just being able to run uh, razor thin with so many unknowns circling the sport. So I think I learned a lot of good. Um, I stuck to you know my plan, which was to run quality you know attempts over quantity you know I didn't I didn't want to just go out there and, and ride around and just be there um, you know my heart is with competing more than it is with racing or NASCAR so 
Um, just being able to compete, learning a lot of lessons, meeting people last year, um, starting a relationship with Jack and Toyota and, and being honest with them about, you know, how I'm going about building this company and um, what I have and what I don't have. And it just kind of catapulted us into this year, um, which is obviously our first full-time effort, uh, which has really um, increased the rate of my hair falling out. But uh, at the same time, it's it's been a grind. I think a lot of good is going to come of it going into this uh, off season. I think there's a lot, you know, to look forward to um, when it comes to the future and expansion and growing. Um, but you know, it's it's been a ride for sure. That ride will head home this weekend to Richmond. You mentioned uh, a lot of hometown presence at the track. John Hunter, is there any uh, maybe extra pressure because of that? You going to the owner's uh, hometown raceway? No extra pressure. Um, just uh, go out there and do the best that we can. That's every single week. Optimize the opportunity at hand and and try and go get the best result that we possibly can. Um, be awesome to get a win, uh, but at the same time, we want to go out there and make the right calls, not make any mistakes, and, and be there at the end of the race. Uh, I, I think that's the biggest thing for us. What are your thoughts on, on Richmond Raceway as from the driver's seat? Uh, do you enjoy that facility? It's a short track, but a lot of folks say it doesn't necessarily drive like a short track or your traditional short track. Yeah, I, I've i really liked Richmond uh, in a hole since I made my debut there, I think in an Xfinity car in 18. Um, so it's uh, it's definitely been a really good racetrack to me. I've run really well there, I feel like, in the past. Um, won the truck race earlier this year. Uh, so uh, I feel like we have a little bit of good momentum going back into it. Uh, I learned a lot last year from running the cup races there. So. Um, I feel like a, a lot of experience in a short amount of time for me at Richmond, but um, it's, it is a short track, tires wear a lot, pace falls off a lot, have to manage your stuff, it, it kind of goes back to running, I guess, short tracks around the country uh, in late models and, and how I grew up. So um, it, it's all about trying to make your car drive good on, on lap 40 rather than lap one. So um, for, for us, hopefully we can do that. And, uh, just just go have the best day that we possibly can, run all day, um, hopefully run inside the top 10, grab some stage points, and uh, see what we can learn. Thank you, Kyle. Coming up, we take a look at this week's special pre-race show. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. This weekend's race at Richmond takes place on the 20th anniversary of the 9-11 terrorist attacks. And this weekend, MRN will have a special extended pre-race show looking back at NASCAR's return to the track at Dover. Here's a preview of what's coming up. It's 8.52 here in New York. I'm Brian Dumble. We understand that there has been a plane crash on the uh, southern tip of Manhattan. You're looking at the uh, World Trade Center. We understand that a plane has crashed into the World Trade Center. We don't know anything more than that. We don't know if it was a commercial aircraft. I, I was sitting at home in, in Florida at the time I was living there. and I just remember somebody came to me and said, turn on the news, turn on the news. I turned it on and, and that was, uh, I believe, right about the time the second airplane was hitting the Twin Towers. And, and I, you know, I just, like most people, just was in disbelief, didn't understand, um, had so many questions, and um, you know, just devastated. I think everybody was quite apprehensive 
we're all really looking around for anything suspicious that we might see. Felt like that it was quite certain that NASCAR had taken care of everything to be on the safe side, and there was plenty of security around. We all knew that, but I don't think I've ever been to an event where everybody was constantly looking around to the right, to the left, in front, and back, behind walls, in closets, whatever, because after what we had seen on 9-11, nothing would have surprised us at that point. Today is a very special day for NASCAR. Today's race, a celebration of the freedom we all enjoy, and, of course, uh, we cherish uh, in this great nation. Popular singer Lee Greenwood in a song he made famous about 10 years ago. He's live here at Dover Downs International Speedway. We now join him on the stage, trackside. God bless the Jr. heading off turn number four. He'll see the white flag when he crosses the stripe this time. One lap to go as he comes down and heads off into turn one. Can anybody catch him? I don't think so, but we'll find out as they head over to turn two. Barney, he's all by himself. Back to turn two. The Budweiser Chevrolet up onto the back straightaway. He has lap cars ahead of him, but he won't catch them as Dale Jr. sets sail into turn three, looking for the checkered flag off turn four. It'll be a very popular win here at Dover Downs this afternoon. He won at Daytona in the Pepsi 400. He scores his second win here today in the first state of Delaware, Dale Earnhardt Jr. wins the MBNA Cal Ripken Jr. 400. Earnhardt Jr. who had never had better than a third place finish here doing the burnout here in the front straightaway carrying an American flag as he comes back up by the start finish line to the cheers of 140,000 race fans. It's a really here emotional day. Really, uh, really happy to have carried an American flag around the racetrack here at the end. Uh, I've never done a Polish victory lap before. That's probably the last one I'll do, but uh, it was for good reason and uh, I'm real happy. The win this race. I mean, it's a good good boost for the crew, the Budweiser team, and everybody involved. The energy building up to the start of the race was, and we get accused of scripting things, but, you know, we put the puzzle pieces in there. You got Tanya Tucker, you got Lee Greenwood, you got Cal Ripken Jr., you got uh, military from Dover Air Force Base, you got, but the, the fans with the flags were the hero of the day. Uh, because they got more engaged in any pre-race ceremony I've ever seen our fans engaged in. And by the time, uh, I think toward the end of Lee Greenwood's God Bless the USA, they were singing along with him, and they sung the national anthem with Tanya Tucker. And those flags were flying, but you could feel the American spirit in that grandstand. In stark contrast to today's life and living, there was a tremendous sense of brotherhood back then. It was a tremendous wave of, of just emotion and, and patriotism and, and proud to be an American. And, and that's never been replicated again, at least to me. I've never experienced anything like that. I was so proud of the, of the fan base that day. I mean, American flags, the chance of USA, 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 USA. It was incredible to be a part of. I, I remember having these, these moments in these days, and it, it, it still even happens today with uh, our most popular driver, Chase Elliott. But, um, you know, it, it, it just seems ironic when our most popular driver wins and, and you go, you know, um, that was meant to be and, and we're all going to be okay. Be sure to tune in starting at 6 p.m. Eastern Saturday night for that full piece, along with our full pre-race coverage from 
Richmond Raceway. Folks, that's all the time we have for, for this week. I'd like to thank Martin Truex Jr. for stopping by. Also, Sherry Pollux, Matt Colleg, John Hunter Nemechek, and Sam Hunt. I'm Mike Bagley. For the rest of the MRN crew, we thank you for joining us as well, and we'll chat with you again next week right here on NASCAR Live. Until then, so long, everybody. NASCAR Live is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina, and was brought to you by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. Blue Emu is family-owned and manufactured here in America. It works fast, and you won't stink. Today's broadcast was produced by Alexa Henrian and Julian Council. The executive producer for MRN is Ryan Horn. Remember to visit MRN.com for all of the latest news and information. NASCAR Live is produced under an exclusive license with NASCAR. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network. Ruoff Mortgage wants to welcome you home with their fast and stress-free mortgage process. Ruoff knows that when you're ready to move, you want to keep things moving. From the moment you start, Ruoff makes sure the process moves quickly, often twice as fast as other lenders, so you can close quickly and settle in sooner. Visit Ruoff.com to learn how you can qualify for the fastest loan of your life. That's Ruoff, R-U-O-F-F.com.